conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that quivers at the thought of having Santa as a father. I knew your I'm ass Dan would do some bullshit like that. And joining me, as always, is Anna Otto. Anna, why are you mad at me? Because you just said that nasty word, Dan. Literally, ten seconds ago, Anna told me her least favorite word was the Q word. Quiver. Ugh, so gross. So as such, I needed to throw it in the intro. Um, aside from your quivering hatred of me, how you doing? Well, I told you, Dan, we had a little COVID scare today, mm-hmm. so I can't get tested until Wednesday due to my exposure time. Uh. So I was kind of, if you had asked me this before I ate dinner, the answer would have been much crabbier. Okay. <laughs> but since I'm post-din and I'm like home in my comfies and my little footy warmer, I'm pretty good. How are good. you? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm very sweaty. Yeah. Um, I recently, Sweatier than usual. I am. And I'm a sweaty man. But I recently rejoined a gym and- Woo! It's Orange Theory because I want bolder shoulders and to fit in with all the hot moms when I drop my kid off at grade school. Hell yeah. Um, So I was at a a class earlier and I didn't change before recording this. And I'm wearing a dry fit shirt, but it is not dry. It's a wet fit shirt because I sweat like a pig. Um, You know, pigs can't sweat. Well, then I sweat like a metaphorical pig that can Mm -hmm. sweat. Um, so the movie we're talking about today is the Santa Claus two fittingly released in 2002, uh, directed by Michael Lembeck. Don't know who he is. Never heard of her. Let's see what else he, he directed a bunch of others or he was an actor in a bunch of TV movies, like a bunch of after school specials. Ooh, like Uh, on Lifetime? No, like on ABC. When they, oh, actual after-school yeah. specials. He Boo. directed The Tooth Fairy with Dwayne with The Rock With The Rock? Johnson. Love! I actually referenced that movie while you we were watching this movie. Uh, he also directed Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, the high school musical spinoff. Mm. Uh, I never actually saw that one. And he was the director of 97 episodes of the ABC Family show Baby Daddy. Or not oh! ABC Family, the Fox show Baby Daddy. I've heard of that show, I think. Josh Peck was in it. Yeah. I heard it was kind of stupid, TBH. Yeah, that's all I know about it, too. Um, Written by five people. Okay. Don Reimer, Cinco Paul, Ken Dario, Ed Dector, and John J. Strauss. Uh, I never heard of a single one. Don Reimer wrote Big Mama's House. Never seen it. Agent Cody Banks 2. Oh, I've seen her. Uh, Under Wraps. Oh, the original DCOM. The DCOM. Uh, the bad movie Deck the Halls. I feel like I've heard of that. Uh, it's the Christmas movie with Danny DeVito. Oh, and Kristen Chenoweth plays his wife. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, I thought that's what it was, but I wasn't sure. Cinco Paul wrote basically all of the new... Dr. Seuss thing, so like... Not the cat in the hat. Well, no, the Lorax, the animated stuff. Oh, phew. Um, Woo! <laughs> and then also the Despicable Me movies. <gasps> okay, go off, King. Right? Uh, so that's he Cinco literally Paul, changed culture. Cinco Paul and Ken Dario. So, they changed culture with the minions. They did. Ed Dector wrote There's Something About Mary. Okay. Um, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay! And he wrote four episodes of Boy Meets World. <gasps> Love. King. And then John J. Strauss uh, also co-wrote There's Something About Mary. Okay. And The Wild, the animated, like, knockoff Madagascar movie. Oh, the Disney one? No. 
It's oh yeah, it's Disney. You're right. Mm-hmm. It was a flop. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then he wrote "You Again." Mm-hmm. And that's really all that I recognize of his stuff. They all have stuff that I've heard of. Yeah. This is shocking. He came up with the name Topanga. Oh, he changed the, uh, the lives changed of many society. children. He did, truly. Um, produced by the same people as last time. Starring Tim Allen, Judge Reinhold, Wendy Crewson, Elizabeth Mitchell, David Crumholtz, Eric Lloyd, Spencer Breslin, and Liliana Mummy. Cinematography by Adam Greenberg. Uh, released on November 1st, 2002, the official beginning of the Christmas season. Heck, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> Falls, Daniel. November. That's still fall. When the clock strikes midnight, the pumpkin turns into a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, no. When I was in grade school learning how to sing about the seasons in Spanish, uh-huh. November was NL Otonio, okay? Okay. That means fall. Okay. So take it up with my Spanish teacher. I'm going to take it up with Spanish as a language. Take Can I it talk up to with Mr. Spain? Spanish? Can I talk to Spain? Um, with a budget of $65 million, it made $172.9 million at the box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 56% approval rating. That's it? it? That's it. It says, though it's harmless as family entertainment and has moments of charm, the Santa Claus 2 is also predictable and forgettable. I like it. I'm going to be honest. I like this more than the first one. Yeah, me too. I'm glad you said it because I wasn't going to say it, but I definitely have seen this one more times than I've seen the original one. Uh But I think that's partially because I was actually like of movie comprehension age when this movie came out. Yeah, this was five years after the first one. Yeah, when was the first one released again? Do you remember? Yeah, I was two. So this one was more. This was when I was like seven. So this was more able to comprehend. Um, I was watching, when watching this yesterday, I was thinking, why do people like the first one more? I don't, I, this, I think this works better because there's, there's the love story element to it. Um, yeah. And half of it's a rom-com, and rom-coms are fun, even if they're bad. True. Everybody loves a good, stupid rom-com. Yeah. That's why a Hallmark Channel is so successful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that audiences on CinemaScore gave it an A. An A mm-hmm. for amazing? And No, an A for, like, a regular grade. Just A. <laughs> a for Anna? That's so good. Okay, good. Because I thoroughly enjoyed myself last night, whereas during the first one, sometimes I was like, ugh, you know? We were decorating our Christmas tree while watching this last night. Oh. It was picturesque. That's cute. That's like how last year when we watched The Grinch for the podcast, Gage and I were having hot chocolate, and I was wrapping gifts. Did we? We didn't watch The Grinch. Yes, we did, I thought. Oh, maybe I just forced him to watch no, The Grinch with me. No, I hate The Grinch. What? Yeah, it's scary. That's Ron Howard. Okay. Ron Howard's done a lot of good. He's also done The Grinch. What in the Dutch angle is going on here? <laughs> Are you saying you don't like art, Dan? I love art. Clearly I don't like The don't, Grinch. Clearly you don't like art. I no. love The Grinch. Okay, I must have forced Gage to watch that for fun. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Um. I want to just get into it. Let's get rolling. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Uh, so the movie starts out and, uh-oh, looks like Spettios. people are almost finding the North Pole. That can't be happening. There's a sonar plane that's flying over the North Pole and they're like... We don't really know why it's flying, do we? That, no explanation. Okay. I thought I, I ass- missed something. I assume it's like a government thing. They're trying to find terrorists. The government of the North Pole is trying to find, like, they're just, they're vibing through the North Pole. They hear little hammers, and then they hear Christmas music playing. Um, Meanwhile, in the North Pole, they've gone to ElfCon 1, which means that, you know, biggest security level they got. Everybody's got to be silent, unmoving, so nobody hears them. Nobody figures out their lair, because what'll happen if people figure out the North Pole is real? 
The stakes are never explained, but we assume it's bad. I guess, like, the magic will go away or something, maybe, because, like, it's the same reason why Tim Allen can't tell everybody that he's Santa, I guess. Yeah. Um, so everybody gets quiet. It's all fine. And then they hear this music, this Christmas music playing, and they're like, what's Santa the Claus is coming to town on? or it's something a, like that? Yeah, it's like a jazzy rendition of Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I, I need to apologize to Judge Reinhold because I called his character the fuck man in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to He's... give that title he... to somebody else. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. Because Spencer Breslin. I'll call his character the fuck... No, the fuck boy is different. No, he's, he's not a fuck, fuck man. boy. He's elderly. Um, he is. He's 900 years old. Yeah. As Bernard says, you're 900 years old. Grow up. Yeah. Bernard so, isn't playing games. Spencer Breslin, he's playing music. He's not following the Elfcon 1 standards. Uh, they eventually shut him up. The plane flies off. But that's our introduction to our scrappy new character. Whose he's name... so cute and chubby. Mm, hate him. Okay. What? He had a stranglehold over children's media in yeah. 2002 to 2006. Because he was cute. He was annoying. I he didn't have children. Annoying. He didn't have children under his finger. He had adults in a chokehold, okay? That's true. Adults saw those round cheeks and that slight lisp and they were like, fuck. <laughs> because I am an adult now. Who sees a chubby child with a slight lisp and I do the exact same thing. Because there's nothing cuter. I don't want children. But that makes me want children. You know? I can start listing things that are cuter if you want me to. Don't try. A sleeping you can't cat do that yawns or puts its Where's paw Miss Poppy? over its face. Poppy? Poppy's on the bed behind me right now. She's not yawning though. Oh, I don't uh, see her. But I'll take your word for it. Yes. Uh, another thing her. that's cuter. Anything else in the world. No. <laughs> anyway, Wrong. we learn that Tim Allen, he asked Santa Claus, he's been losing weight, which is weird. That's not what should be happening to Santa. That's dangerous for Santa. Yeah. Uh, he's losing weight. His beard is getting shorter. Something's going on. He's going through reverse puberty, basically. He's Benjamin Buttoning himself. Uh-huh. And he gets told by Spencer Breslin and by Bernard, the cutest elf, that there is <laughs> a claw. It's also he's also been Santa for eight years at this point. We've time yes. jumped into the future. Um, there is a clause that they probably should have informed him of maybe five or six. Eight years. years. Wait, it hasn't been five years. According to the, the movie, synopsis, came out five it's been eight years. Get the time travel police on the phone. That is simply not. That is not correct. I know. <laughs> Um, also, wait, I have something to say. Speaking of Bernard, did you see my little Instagram story? I did. The please don't be in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. Bernard, my first love. Just kidding. He wasn't, but he was on the list. Do you have an actual list or is it all in your head? No, I just have fancied a lot of <laughs> gentlemen through the years. A lot of short okay. kings. And one time I thought I was gay for Selena Gomez. And honestly, as an adult, Probably. Yeah. Who is it? Who is it? I'm She's hot. Selena Gomez. That's just being straight that for you, Dan. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She is. There's a billboard outside our building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a four-year consideration for only murders in the building. Yes. And it's right outside. So when we walk outside, we see it. Um, and Anna was walking through the alley while they were putting it up. And she turned the corner, and she was just face-to-face with, like, a six-foot-tall head of Martin Short. Oh! The tallest he's ever been. Right? <laughs> um, and we could only wish that it had been Selena Gomez. I wish. Is the point of my story. Um, anyway, Santa's got to find a wife by Christmas Eve, otherwise he loses all his magical powers. Oh, that must be where the confusion is. It's five years later, but it's only eight days that he has to find a wife. I thought it was like three weeks. You know, anyway, time really isn't that important. We both watched the movie. <laughs> um, I, I was thirsting. I was busy. <laughs> Bernard's only in this movie man. for like five minutes. Yeah, what but were you thirsting over just Bernard. Well, at one point, I did say a thought that made myself cringe, 
And it was, did Tim Allen just look good there? <laughs> I was about to call the police on myself. Uh, there's also another piece of bad news that's happening uh, mm-hmm. in Tim Allen's life. And it's that his son is a not a truant. He breaks into the school and graffitis anti-principal messages. And he performs like heists to do this with his he's cute naughty. little girlfriend. Um, yeah, he's on the naughty list. He is topping the charts. Mm-hmm. So Scott's got to deal with two problems. And it's time to kill two birds with one stone and fuck the principal. Nice. Yes. So, <clears throat> Scott and goes fuck back over his world. son. Yeah, Scott. To go back into the real world, he can't leave the North Pole up just running by itself. Even though he can, I assume when the Santa Claus dies, the, the elves are fine and just carry on until a new Santa Claus comes and it's like, "I'm your dad now." Um, I don't think Santa Claus dies. I think Santa Claus doesn't die until like. You know, with the Tim Allen incident. Yeah, you know, but, somebody so else has whoever, to accidentally kill him. But these elves have been around for nine hundred years. Oh yeah. So I assume they've been through a couple incarnations of the Santa Claus. True. I guess maybe this would be like two or three. Yeah. So I think that they know they just keep standard operating procedure, keep making them toys, mm-hmm. and then wait until Santa comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm back with you. However, the fuck, man. Oh, God. Can't have that. Oh, he's so cute, his little round cheeks. Spencer Breslin, he's like, you know, you gotta you gotta follow the rules, and I got a perfect thing for you. And he makes a replica toy version of Santa. It's so creepy. He looks like it, the NSYNC, um, I think it's the gonna, it's gonna be me video. Uh-huh. When they're in the toy store, and they're yeah. doing their little dance, and they have their plastic hair. Like, it's ripped from the pages of that script. <laughs> Um, so they make this toy Santa, allegedly it's programmed to have Tim Allen's personality, uh, to which I think, oh God. Real Tim Allen's personality, not character Tim Allen's personality, (laughs) because full offense, I think TV Tim Allen is nicer than real life Tim Allen. Probably. And Tim Allen goes on his merry little way to go do- No pun intended. Absolutely pun intended. Please. (laughs) These puns are always intended. I figured. Um, so he goes on his merry little way to go bed a woman and fix his son. Yup. <laughs> What's wrong with that wording, Anna? Why are you shaking your head? It just sounds really old fashioned. <laughs> you must bed a woman a and fix a son. I mean, yep. think back hundreds of years ago, older Santa, Eight days was plenty of time to find a wife. Eight days was me? too much. You like... walk around the town, you bring your best goat, you walk up to a father, and you're like, I'd like your daughter. And they're like, take her, I'd like a goat. Oh, literally. Yeah. And then the woman was like, hey, what about my thoughts and feelings? And everyone was like, no. Be quiet, we're looking at the goat. Literally. And then they give a can- they have cans somehow, and they feed the can- a goat the goat. A can. A can? Yeah. Yeah, Dan? I'm messing up goat and can. I'm sorry. A gan. A coat. But anyway, they feed the goat a can, and then the the town folks all clap and stuff, and then the woman, she's like fixing a house or something, and they're like, I fixed the house, and they're like, be quiet! The goat is eating! Woman? Who taught you to speak? (laughs) The men are speaking. (laughs) God. Uh, so, also, we, there's a meeting between all the magical council of le- legendary figures, um, mm-hmm. who are Mother Nature, Father Time, Cupid, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman. This was Gage's favorite part, because he loves that movie, Rise of the Guardians. The, okay, Rise of the Guardians. Not Legends of the Guardians. That's the Owl movie. That's the Guardians of Gahul. Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, the book is called Guardians of Ghoul. Yes, he does. Very much so. He keeps begging me to watch it, so we're going to have to watch it soon. Well, Jack Frost is hot in that movie. Jack Frost is a twink. That's honestly so (laughs) rude of you to say. (laughs) Because he's kind of hot. I was was agreeing with you. What are you saying? Oh, I thought you were just, like, saying, like... You know, I don't really know... (laughs) 
I, I don't know. I thought you were coming for him. No. Well, I might be. Mm. Hmm. I'm shivering with anticipation. I'm Thank quivering you for, for not... him. No, Yes, Dion, I forgot no. the word at first. Um, no, shivering is better. Yeah, so basically Bernard and the fuck man are like, as long as we don't question the appearance of fake Santa, we'll be fine. <sighs> sure. Just go with it, to quote the Ashton Kutcher movie. Oh, uh, God. So they do, and apparently the elves, the other elves are none the wiser. Don't know how. Do they not use their eyes? Maybe they just think Santa has, like, some new hair gel, you know? I think that this is actually a shadow adaptation of 1984. Oh, God. And the state told them to ignore what you saw. It was their most imperative ad- objective. This is dark, Dan. Oh, as we get further, my opinions on what this movie is a metaphor for get much darker. So, get excited. Oh, God, okay. Um, so Can't Scott, wait. Scott, Tim Allen, he goes through a desantification process uh, as mm-hmm. he returns to the normal world. So he quickly loses all his weight. His hair goes back to Tim Allen. His beard goes back to Tim Allen. His body goes back to Tim Allen. I question whether or not I'm attracted to Tim Allen. Right? It's the, the whole glow up of... Going from him looking as Santa, very yeah. jolly looking Santa, but Santa nonetheless, to just looking like Tim Allen regularly does. I'm like, I agree with you. Is Tim Allen hot? I think it's because we're so used to looking at him as Santa, where Santa's like very much not a sex symbol. Uh huh. So then we see like one average looking white man and we're like, wait. You can't see the face I'm making, <laughs> dear listener, but just know that it's confusion. <laughs> Is he? good looking Mm. am i attracted to him (laughs) when i was a senior in high school i did what i called a social experiment oh no Um, okay okay it's not bad don't i didn't hurt anyone or anything no no no. i'm just worried that you you did something silly like my personal favorite was in high school we had a social experiment and it was a kid talking back to a teacher in the middle of class it was choir and all of us were freaking out because, like, all of a sudden the girl tried to pull another kid into it. And then she got kicked out of class, sent to the principal's office. And the teacher is doing such a good job being, like, acting. Uh-huh. And I was, like, clutching my pearls. And then the student <laughs> who had been sent to the principal's office came back and grabbed her phone and was like, that was a, that was a sociology experiment. And I was like, <gasps> it was like somebody had been like... <laughs> What's his name? Like, I'm on... Oh, God. It's like... You've been punked? No, that show that's like, I'm Jose Quinones. Oh, what would you do? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. None of you... Bystander effect. Literally. Uh, But my social experiment was I basically through... From the start of school through, like, February, I didn't get a haircut. And my hair looks terrible. Um, I've seen you with long hair before. Yeah. Not this long? It was longer than that. Um, mm. And I wouldn't do anything to it, so it would just sit and look bad. Um, okay. Bo-Burnham, that's okay. I have the head and hairline and haircut made for the 1950s, where it stays a little longer than a buzz cut, and that's all that you get. Fair. Um, mm-hmm. But I did that, and then, like, in February, I got a haircut. I, uh regular haircut but Mm -hmm. stylish as stylish as i can be Um, oh goodness dan you didn't get a full pompadour like brennan yuri not yet okay but i came to school next day and my social experiment was basically i was just fishing for compliments by getting a haircut oh so you were just that's not a social experiment (laughs) dan you were just looking for attention yes but i didn't point it out i just waited for people to give me compliments and i was like oh my god like can I be pretty now? I'm exhausted. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> it's two exasperated sighs in a row. That's a double. That's a third for you. Oh, boy. Um, also, Santa has a limited amount of magic that he can use when he's away from the North Pole due to the desantification yes. process. Very smooth transition. That is correct. Yeah, so, and he has a a watch that tells him how much Santa power he has left, basically. 
and he's very loose with his his magic. He I'll is. That much. He's tossing that pixie dust left and right, probably like he did in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And that's a joke. Wink. About how Tim Allen was imprisoned for cocaine, for cocaine. distribution. Mm-hmm. Um. So. At his ex-wife and her husband's house, where Scott is staying. And they're very, now all best friends. Yeah, a very amicable relationship between three best friends. Honestly, um, proud of them. Including Judge Reinhold, who I think has gone insane in between the last movie and this movie. He has gone through the biggest transformation out of everyone. I specifically sure. say that because later in the movie, they're trying to get the Tooth Fairy to come so they can find their way back oh God. into yeah. um, the North Pole. And <laughs> Judge Reinhold's like, oh, the old toaster trick? We used to do this all the time. And he's got eyes oh like my a madman. I know. I was like... <laughs> Gage was literally like, is there not a child of tooth-losing age asleep upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> Would she really notice if you pulled one of her teeth a little early? Literally. My teeth were falling out like crazy back then, you know? No, absolutely. Mine still are. Every six months, I get a new tooth. Don't even joke about that. I broke one of my teeth. Ew. I think I told you this. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, so, yeah. Charlie has been vandalizing the school. Uh, more of a cry for help than anything. True. He just, wants, he just wants his dad's attention because you know how hard it is to have a father who's Santa Claus. Do you remember yeah. all that time when you were a kid when all your you and your friends would go around and talk about what your dad did and then you couldn't say anything because, oh, my dad's Santa Claus and how that hurt you? Mm-hmm. You're right. I cry thinking about it every single day. What world is this where kids care about what their parents do? You know, Dan. What? The whole emotional crux of this movie is how his son feels abandoned. But I it, mean, our parents do so have normal strangely. jobs, Dan. Our parents have normal jobs. His parent, his stepdad and mom have normal jobs. And he still, yes, can and. See, he still sees his dad. He still has that magical snow globe he could use. Yes, and? But he doesn't. It's his fault. I blame the kid. Wow. Is he the victim? No. That way I can blame him. Perfect. Um, God. Yeah, so... They there's a scene where Tim Allen goes into the school and has an icy quip filled meeting with the principal. Um, he's kind of mean to her. He is literally, very mean she's to literally her. doing her job, sir. Yeah. And your kid's being a fuck. So. Yeah, the principal. Uh, her name is Carol, and she <laughs> hates holidays. Of course, she probably got a lot of Christmas Carol. Back in the day. I had a math teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. Her, her name, well, her sister's name was Mary, and her oh, maiden no. name is Christmas. No, it wasn't. Yes. Her name was Kathy, but... Kathy Christmas. Yeah, she was married, so she had a different last name. But that would honestly name suck Christmas. ass. I'm just saying that would suck so much ass. Why Anna Arbor Day? Because I don't want to be Anna Christmas. That's a fucking Hallmark movie waiting to happen. <laughs> that's a that's an Anna Karenina adaptation. Anna Christmas? Yeah. Anna Karenina Christmas? Is that the <laughs> that's one? That's a stroke. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> My left side's drooping. Um, so... Back at the North Pole, Toy Santa reads the rule book. Always a mistake. And <sighs> becomes a fascist. That's I was just going to say, happens. he's like full on he's Mussolini. a dictator. He's yeah. Mussolini and he has his whole Italian army. He's it's... making the coal run on time. There's a lot going on there. Truly. I think this movie is a metaphor for the Iraq War. Oh, is it? Fake Santa is George W. Bush. And I will not explain any further. Oh. <laughs> the Iraq War started a year after this film came out. Oh. No <laughs> This comment. movie inspired the Iraq War. Jesus, Dan. 
<laughs> I told you it would get worse. It's um, getting a little out of control. Yeah, so Fake Santa realizes that everybody has been naughty. Nobody deserves to get presents. They're all a bunch of fucks. So Correct. everybody's getting some nice, good coal for Christmas. And West Virginia cheered. Oh, my God. Um, so Bernard tries to expose Toy Santa as a fraud. And uh, in the original cut, Toy Santa had him executed. But <gasps> he's just put under house arrest. Are no, you fucking I'm joking. Oh my God. That did not actually you. happen. Dan, I full believed you. I know. I full believed you. This is a G-rated film. I don't know. Crazy things happen, Dan. You think that the writers of the Despicable Me trilogy, the defining trilogy of our time, truly would have dared to murder a character the in a children's elf? Christmas movie? I don't know. Crazier things have elf? happened. Crazier things have happened. Of the film. The sex... <laughs> oh. Probably. Crazier things have happened, Dan. Like how this inspired Iraq? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I'm thinking of. Yup. Uh, so, Scott, he, he goes on a couple dates to try and, you know, test the waters. First date he goes on is with Molly Shannon. Who Correct. Who's an inspiring singer who loves oh Christmas. Uh, she loves something. She is a Disney adult. Hey. Am take I that wrong? Back. Am I wrong? She's more Disney adult than I am. Oh, yeah. I'll say I'm, that much. I was not placing a value judgment upon you. Well, I, I've been identified as a Disney adult. You identified yourself as a Disney. You, you said it. I don't want to be, though. <laughs> but I like Disney. Uh, then, Scott, he finds himself falling for Carol because she and him discipline their so his son at the same Nothing time. Nothing sexier than discipline. Mm. So hot. Scrub. Use your knees. Elbow grease, baby. This is turning into porn. Like, full on. Uh, that's the that's the Bernard gets murdered cut of this. Oh, God. The porn <laughs> the, cut. The, the explicit sex scene between Tim Allen and oh, God. Their Elizabeth kiss, Mitchell. Their first kiss was so weird. It took like it 19 you... seconds for their lips to touch. I know. Did it give you, like, I was watching and my eyes were glued to Tim Allen's mouth for some reason? It was like slightly. It was like I know. I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> I was uncomfortable. Um. So the actress who plays Carol, Elizabeth Mitchell, she was in Lost. Yes. Um, and that's where <gasps> I recognize her. Who's that behind from. you, Dan? Sorry oh, to Bobby interrupt Papa? everyone. Poppy popped up. Oh, look at her. My Everybody who's listening <gasps> she to this. Yawned. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. My so angel. Elizabeth Mitchell, she was in Lost, so I kept getting distracted by that. Because um, that's what Dan. I recognized her from. What is, what okay. is Poppy doing? S nothing. She's just sitting there with her little ears. She's just sitting. Yeah, that's what she, she's a cat. What else do they do? I was rolling my eyes at you. Why? Because separate the art from the artist, Dan. No, Tim Allen is Tim the Toolman Taylor. That is correct. However, I mean other artists. No. <laughs> oh, okay. It should be best. Uh, so, Scott, he picks her up to go to the teacher's holiday party. Oh, it looks like the most... <gasps> Dan! In a horse-drawn sleigh down a beautiful road, snow, lights, everything. Do you know who's at the party? Who one of the teachers is? He's the, the boring guy from Halloween Gort! Town 2. Yeah! Yes. We love Gort Gage and I were like when he when Tim Allen gives him the gift, we were like, Gort, it's a bunch of mismatched socks. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I was just so excited. Um I have a, actually have a listener question to ask you. Uh this is from a listener, Anna H. Oh, get lost. Okay. No, I mean, she did want me to ask you this question. Why <laughs> just say it like that? <laughs> I'm trying try to make it seem like we have more people that listen to this than we okay. actually do. Dear listener Anna H., 
What can I do for you? Um, if someone came up to you on what is functionally a first or second date, and they okay. showed up with a horse-drawn carriage, mm. would you not have some questions? No, I think that was pretty fucking cool. Really? Yeah. I think I would. Did you accept candy from strangers as a child? You don't think that's cool? <laughs> I think it's cool. I do. But I would be like, how did you get, why? Where's your Well, I would car? definitely be like, oh my God, how did this happen? But at the same time, I'd be like, this is the coolest fucking shit that's ever happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't understand, Dan. The bar is literally so low for men. And that's above the bar. So That's it, something truly above and beyond. If I show up mm-hmm. and I'm in a horse-drawn radio flyer wagon, where is that in regards to the bar? Okay, that's below the bar. I'm back okay. to not being interested. Sorry, Dan. Uh, so how big does the vehicle have to be? Like a radio romantic flyer small, sled, a not a fucking radio right flyer. Side. Okay, what about a inner you can a afford big the- inner tube? Like a tubing tube. Pulled by a horse or pulled, pulled by, by your horses. father? Like, oh, okay. Well, I, well, it could be my dad in a horse suit. I don't care. Yeah, that's weird. No. Flintstone's big... car. Is that well, above is... or below the bar? <laughs> above. <laughs> when he says you don't have to pedal the car. Um. Did Anna say it was romantic or no? No, she was more like, I have so many questions. This is weird. Oh, maybe. She's much well... more cynical than I. Yeah, and you. I think it's romantic. I think it sounds fun. Um, j- j- I need to adjust my sentence, just having just called my girlfriend cynical. Um, she's much more pragmatic, realistic. Oh, Gage is 100% a realistic person, too. There's yeah. one in every relationship. We can't both be dreamers, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, next thing you know, we both show up on a second date with... Horse-drawn carriages. (laughs) And now we have too many horses. Oh, no. The horse-drawn carriage pulls at the other horse-drawn carriage. We each sit in our own carriage. (laughs) Going opposite directions. Bye. Uh, So, at the... Scott uses his magic at the teacher's holiday party to give all these teachers toys that they wanted when they were kids but never got. Cute. Showing that the original Santa was very bad at his job, and it's good that Scott killed him. This movie is promoting murder. And secondly, Uh, um, it's weird that all these adults are so excited for these games, these, like, children's board games. Well, I I love a good board game. If somebody, if I was at a party and somebody's like, who wants to play some fucking Candyland, I'd probably say yes. Okay, but what if, so one of the teachers gets a, like, a baby doll. Would you be excited to get a baby doll as a 20, 30-something-year-old? I was not a doll kid, so I guess that's not really a good question to ask me. But I would be excited to get a stuffed animal. Okay. Um, I think, like, I'd be excited to get a Lego set. But other than that, like, Hot Wheels. But not, not like, a a Rock'em Sock'em Robots game or something like that. I mean, what was, like, the one gift that was, like, super, like... Not to sound spoiled, but I feel like everything I ever really, really wanted my parents got me for Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think if there's, like, any one toy I really wanted that I never got. I really don't think so. Sorry for yawning. Uh, a David Archuleta doll with real moving Just Mormonism. David Archuleta. <laughs> under the him. tree. <laughs> Tied up under the tree. Oh, no. Holding him against his will. <laughs> uh, and Scott gives Carol... Um, the baby doll. The baby doll. And she's like, how'd you do this? How'd you... I told you this in confidence, and now you're making fun of me. And he's like, no, I'm Santa Claus. And then after a brief moment of her not believing, um, there was a long moment of them leaning in for the kiss, as we mentioned, about 20 seconds worth, uh, before the lips touch. And then they kiss so under the mistletoe. It felt like a marathon to get to that kiss. It did. Um so later scott is talking to charlie and this is where the emotional crux of the movie hits where Mm -hmm. as i talked about earlier charlie's like all my friends their dad's like oh my dad's a firefighter my dad's a doctor my dad's an accountant and i just have to go i can't be like my dad's santa claus do you know how hard that is 
What a whiny asshole. Just say your dad works in the toy business. He literally did before. Yeah, or lie. Say your dad's an accountant. What are they going to know? Yeah, nobody's going to ask. Nobody's going to ask any more questions after that. Yeah, right? What does your dad do? Oh, I don't know. My dad's Santa Claus. And then if they don't ask any questions, go with it. They're like, no, haha, you're a funny jokester, man. Scott, that's yeah, not your name. Nobody's going to believe you. But w- what does your dad really do? Oh, you got me. You got me. My dad is a trash man. Done. Yeah. No more questions. And that might not even be a lie if you hate your dad. Oh, my God. You're just calling him a trash person. True. <sighs> it anyway. could go. It could win for a lot of reasons. This movie is a metaphor for absentee fatherism but i'm on the side of the fathers because of this well (laughs) only in this only in this movie um it's the child's fault um god again i'm not actually saying i have this is a to assuage any future political aspirations i have i'm joking (laughs) anyway vote for me for governor that's that's understood 20 years Um, governor of maine yeah Wow, I almost moved there. <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> Did you? Lest we forget. Um, so Carol is gets convinced by Scott because she sees Santa's magic snow globe. Um, which really isn't all that magical. It's just kind of a snow globe that's got a little city in it. I wasn't all that wasn't all that convinced by it. Just it me? was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so far, everything's going great. Great, and then the fuck man flies in, and he's like, yeah. "Things are going wrong in the North Pole. You have to." Is come that how he now, says Santa. it? Is that exactly how he says it? This is me, and you are Santa Claus. It's oh me, Santa Breslin. Yep. Suffering fuck Yep, he's he's Sylvester <laughs> the cat. Uh, but Scott used up all his magic on Carol. Uh, and no, that's not a metaphor. He did use up all his magic on Carol. And he really did. Let it be known. Gage kept going, oh my god, he's using all of his magic on one thing. <laughs> god. Gage is the kind of guy who at the arcade, after he got all his tickets and everything, instead of trying to get the one big toy, he'd just get a bunch of erasers and Tootsie Rolls because he could get a large number of them. Probably. TBH, uh, probably. And if Gage isn't like that, have him defend himself by coming on as a guest. Gage, Ooh, we're calling you glove, out again. The gauntlet has been thrown again. What are you going to do? Run away? Probably. Like you always do. He does always do that. <laughs> um, so they do the tooth thing where they try to pull Scott's tooth. He falls down the stairs, gets a grievous head injury, and dies. No. God, that would hurt like a bitch right? to pull a full... An adult tooth out? tooth out like that? Yeah, sorry, that's what that's called. An adult tooth. A full tooth? <laughs> yeah, because, like, it didn't really hurt when it was hanging out by a thread, but no. it was hanging out by a thread. Yeah, it wasn't dug into the this bone. Is, it's got roots. It's in there, bitch. Yeah. You could really fuck up your mouth doing that. Eh, I think Santa fucked up his mouth with that diet. Listen, some of us have really fucked up mouths anyway, so... <laughs> It just looked really scary to watch. Hey, girl, what that mouth do? Nothing correctly. Literally. <laughs> um, Disappoint me is probably number one. So they, using the assistance of the tooth fairy who comes to get the little little girl's tooth, um, they get back into the North Pole. They sneak in. Um, and Toy Santa finds them and ties them all up. God. Toy Santa is terrifying. Yeah, now he's in full Mussolini getup. He's got like a, he is a, a fascist dictator's jacket and everything. He even has the little beret. Yeah, he's got the beret. He has an army of large toy soldiers. It's terrifying, which is truly. a metaphor for the military-industrial complex. Um, this movie has everything. It really does. So, Charlie and Carol are also at the North Pole. Uh, because they get the tooth fairy to fly them there. Um, and they free up Scott. And then there's a big fight against 
the toy soldiers, the toy soldiers, and the fake Santa and the elves, which should win because the elves outnumber them like three hundred to one. Yeah, but they're all so much smaller than like the big giant, uh, toy soldiers and stuff. Have you seen the documentary Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi? The Ewoks, they overpower oh! the Empire. Sorry, it took a second to be like, oh god, have I seen that? I like the Ewoks. They're so cute. They're cute. They're fun. They're cute. Um, anyway, they... They also have the best music, theme music. Yeah, so Toy Santa flies off in the sleigh, which means that real Santa can only chase after him by riding on the reindeer Chet. Chet! He's a baby, they say. He has the most annoying voice possible. Oh no, I'm a reindeer! Gage thinks that he was voiced by the person who voices Phil and Lil on the Rugrats. Um, he was voiced by Kate Suchi, uh, who voices uh, Lola Bunny in Looney Tunes. Ooh, Gage's first crush. Mm, I don't think that she voices the Rugrats, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, no. Phil and Lil and Betty. There it is. Betty! Wow. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Good Gage. I take He's that He's pretty back. good about that, usually. No compliments to him. He knows a lot of voice actors. He's pretty good at that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, Santa chases after... No compliments. Fake Santa. Um, and they both crash into the village. Um, and then there's a big snowball fight... Metaphor for World War One and the trenches and no man. Is it land. really supposed to be? I don't know, man. It kind of felt like it. I'm reading into outfit. this media literacy. Um, God. So they all they overthrow the toy soldiers. <laughs> this is a metaphor for the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, and then Toy Santa is defeated and reduced back to toy sized, six inches tall. And then. Scott marries. He's putting in an in-sync video. Yeah. Scott marries Carol, turns back into Santa, and Christmas Beautiful. isn't canceled. Honestly, good on Carol for saying yes, because if somebody was like, Anna, marry me right now, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I need to call my mom. She'll be so mad literally. if I get married and she's not there. Stop, literally. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the Santa Claus too. There are the credits, and there's Toy Santa dances in a store with other toys. But he does because he's in the NSYNC video. Yeah, Toy JC Shazay scares me. It's gonna be May. <laughs> uh, so, what did you think? Because that's I it. had fun. I had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I like that one. I mean, I think, like you said, I remember it the, cl the clearest. Um, like I said, because it was when I was able to start actually comprehending movies. Yeah. Around that time. Um, the whole idea of Toy Santa taking over is kind of cuckoo, and I like it. Yeah. It was fun. I had a good time. How about um, you? Yeah, I agree. I thought it was fun. I like this more because, as I said, I liked the first movie when it wasn't focusing on the Santa stuff. Oh, well, uh, okay. And a lot of this movie... The Santa stuff is in the background, and it's a rom-com, or it's a family drama, in yeah. quotes. Um, it's a good Christmas rom-com. Yeah, or it's a, a documentary about fascism, or okay. it's... There are so many things that it is, and Chris, the whole explicitly Santa stuff, it mm -hmm. pops up from here to there, but it's not the whole second and third act. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff that, like keep you interested without it being a straight-up, full-time Christmas movie. Yeah, and I think... This is weird to say, but I think Tim Allen really shines when he has a rom-com lead to work with, or, like, a woman to work off of. Because, given anything... Tim Allen, even though he's a, a dad or whatever, he's still charming. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> I agree with you. Oh, I love Tim Allen. And I know that that catches a lot of hate. And I, I don't I don't know him personally. So I don't know that I love him. But I love his acting style. I really yeah. do. Um, and I love that he usually always plays 
a gruff and tough, stupid guy mm-hmm. who meets a woman who's always smarter than him. Yes. And always more confident and strong emotionally. And he meets that match and he's not intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that's one thing Tim Allen always does really well. Uh, when I think about home improvement, I think about the storyline that his wife goes through through that whole show and how she starts off as a stay-at-home mom and there's nothing wrong with that but she decides she wants to go back to school and become a psychiatrist and he completely like even if it takes a little while for him to come around he does eventually support her in that uh and like it just shows it's realistic because like it shows the learning that sometimes real people have to go through and like the toxic masculinity that is out there and how you'll see that a woman can be strong and smart and confident and it doesn't affect who you are as a person. Yeah. And Tim Allen would probably be freaking out if he heard me say this, but <laughs> I think that he has a lot of good representation of like what a good guy could look like in a relationship in some yeah. of these movies and TV shows that he does and what a good supportive relationship is. Cause he never, like, like we said at first, he's kind of a dick to the principal but once he, like, kind of gets to know her, he's obviously very supportive of her. And, like, a principal is a position of power that might be intimidating to some men. And he's not intimidated by her career goals. And obviously, like, it's a fantasy movie. So, yeah, she does give up her career to be Mrs. Claus. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, when they're dating, it's not yeah. like he's, like... He never says to her, give up your career. Like, it's just, like, she understands that and makes that choice. It's yeah. not something he forces on her. He doesn't even really, like... He says there's probably a school up here that needs a principal. Yeah. Like, and I think in the third anyway. one, she's teaching or something mm-hmm. involved with that. Um, yeah. Get, so getting, he's not just. Sorry. I was saying get, getting real, real about this Santa movie. But yeah, I, just, I, I agree with just, everything you're yeah. saying. That's just my opinion on most Tim Allen works. Like, I always think about how um, in. All of his shows, and most of his shows, I should say, there's always the formula of him having a kid that's different from him politically, but they always find a way to work together and like yeah. still have a good family dynamic and have different views, but they still love each other at the end of the day. And that's something that I think is really important, especially with today, all the differences that are you know, out in the world. And of course, there are things that can be viewed as either you're a bad person for thinking this or you're a good person for thinking this. Mm-hmm. But to Tim Allen's credit, I do think he blurs the lines a lot on what a family dynamic could be because it makes me personally really sad when people are like, I don't have the same political views as you, therefore I hate you. Yeah. And I know that's a fine line again because it does sometimes come down to human rights. And in those situations, I get it. But as a person who could never, ever, ever cut out their family because of politics in any form and believes that life is constantly learning and if you're making an effort to be a good person, then that should be recognized. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really good example that he is somehow setting for a family dynamic. Thank you. Uh, if you want to hear s- more of Anna's <laughs> speech about Tim Allen, come to her TED Talk. I have literally spent so much time thinking about this because I know that Tim Allen is, like, very conservative and very much not on the same page as me Mm -hmm. for so many things. But that's why I think I'm so drawn to his characters because, like, they demonstrate the potential for growth and learning and wanting to be a better person. Yeah, and open-mindedness. That's the word, yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm done ranting now. Sorry, Dan. I, I just said your 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 speech. I won't say rant. Your your speech. It was a rant. It's okay. <laughs> um, you you said toxic masculinity. That reminded me. I was so Spotify Wrapped came mm-hmm. out, um, and when I was in grade school, I remember I was talking to one of the like recess attendants who was he was a twenty mm-hmm. something year old guy. So, of course, I was like, this guy's the coolest guy in the world. Of um, course. And I remember tell, talking to him and being like, yeah, I think I only have, like, one or two women artists on my iPod. Or like, on oh, my Dan. iTunes. Oh, um, Dan. Yeah. I bring that up to say, 
Because I thought that that was we uncool. I know exactly I thought that where girls you're going were with gross. this. Um, yeah. Uh, and just to show you some personal growth, mm-hmm. all five of my top songs were by women. All, and all four of them men. were by Tegan and Sarah. I knew you were going to talk about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> all of my top artists were men. I'm sorry. Feminism. Um, I think uh, of my top, I need to check what my actual top artists were, but I know mm-hmm. my top five songs um, were my oh, top, my number one song was an anime theme. So let's talk about that for oh a second. Oh my gosh, why? Because it's really good. What is it? Gurenge from Demon Slayer. Hmm. I'll send you the link. You can vibe. I'll send you the English version so you're not confused. Okay. Um, my top artists were Tegan and Sarah, Marty Robbins, a 50s country singer. I was going to say, that's somebody from olden days. Fantagram, Rise Against, and Linkin Park. So, Rise against. Yes. I'm an angry little boy. Yeah, you are. Do you want to hear mine? I do. There's nothing I would love okay. to hear more. Okay, hang on one second. Let me find it. Mine were Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Nate wants to battle. Okay. He's a cover artist. I don't know if you've if you've heard of him. Does he do like video game covers? Yeah. That's right. Uh, the name, it sounds like that. Yeah, you've probably heard of him actually. Um the band Camino. Okay, I'm waiting. I know what. I know, oh, is it this? Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Yes! I literally don't know how this happened. I'm <laughs> horrified. And then the last one's actually my friend Armand's band, After Our Animals. Oh, they're really listen, good. Listen, to, listen to After to Our Animals. Yeah, they're really good if you like, like, punky, rocky, poppy, like, screamo y. That's a horrible description. <laughs> I really like their stuff. Like, I started listening to Be a Good Friend and Support, and now I'm, like, an actual fan, and it's a little wild. Yeah. Uh, so, some trivia about the movie. Um, toy Santa says you are a sad, strange little man. Which is a Toy Story quote. Sorry I ruined it. I got excited. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, Peter Boyle plays Father Time in this movie, and he played mm-hmm. Calvin's boss in the previous movie. Oh! He's the dad from... Everybody loves Raymond. I thought so. Okay, I didn't, obviously, I didn't recognize him as Father Time, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tin soldier costumes weighed over 40 pounds and were uncomfortable and hard to move in. I'd believe it. They looked uncomfortable and hard to move in. Yeah. Um, When, so, when he's talking to Carol, um. She says, so far, so good. You don't wear socks with scandals, and you, socks with sandals, and you've never been socks to... Socks with sandals. With scandals. <laughs> I do wear socks with all my scandals. Um, and you've never been to prison. And Tim Allen responds, well, because, as we mentioned before, Tim Allen He's has been, to been prison. in prison for cocaine. Cocaine? <laughs> um, this is the longest Santa Claus movie. It's seven minutes longer than the other two. Well, it's still like a tight 90, though. Oh, this was 107. <gasps> Not 107. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it didn't feel long at all. Yeah, yeah I agree. It didn't. Um, then Kelly Preston, who was... Okay. I'm trying to think of... She was in... She was an actress at the time. Um, oh, Okay. Jennifer Connolly and Brooke Shields were considered oh, I know for them. the role of Carol Newman. Mm. Oh, Brooke Shields. She would yeah. have been good. Um, I like Brooke Shields. Molly Shannon was previously in another Christmas movie. Anna, do you know what it is? We mentioned it earlier. Deck the Halls? She was Betty Lou Who in The Grinch. Cindy Lou Who's mom, I guess. Oh! <laughs> really? I never would have recognized her. And I've watched that movie multiple times, and I do, believe it or not, know what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the toy Santa who views everyone as naughty is, is basically the exact same plot as the Santa Claus from Futurama. The evil robot Santa who flies around <laughs> and kills people on Christmas. I fucking love Futurama. Uh, I watched a whole show in one summer a couple years ago. The whole show? 
Yeah. Actually, I don't know why I'm it's so. Sw- I'm much. just really bad at binge watching, so I'm always shocked when people say, "Yeah, I watched the whole thing in like a week." Well, me too. That's why it took me a whole summer to watch it. I'm currently on my third year of binge watching Mad Men. Okay. I'm on season. You know, two. respect, <laughs> respect. Uh, and then the last piece of trivia uh, that I have. Um, this is the first time in the Santa Claus trilogy that someone at all is on the naughty list. Oh. I know. Nobody was on the naughty list in the first movie. Wow. Yeah. Good for everyone. Um, and that's it. That's all the trivia. Wow. So, Anna, I have a question for you. Yes. Would this movie be better or worse or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Charlie? Again. Better. Full stop better. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, he and he and Tim Allen have really good energy as father-son combo mm-hmm. already. So I think that this just would have been an easier transition. Charlie's a mess in this movie. And I think that having seen the episode of Home Improvement where they think that JTT has cancer. Stop. Oh. <laughs> I cry every time. Um. I think that he he would be better at showing the the emotional trauma than Yo, the actor who plays Charlie in this. The trauma is there. They were pulling it out of each other. Oh my mm-hmm. god! <sighs> I love home improvement. Uh, would it be better, worse, or the same with George Clooney as Judge Reinhold's character? It'd be the same. I do I like so. how Judge Reinhold is insane in this. I think that's fun. Um, He's a little. A little kooky. Well, yeah, a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but mm-hmm. I don't. Th- George Clooney would just make it sexier. I definitely think Judge Reinhold is much more of a um, a himbo in this one than he was in the last one. The last one he had such a stick up his butt, such yeah. a candy cane up his ass. Yeah. Well, now he has Since a candy Christmas cane up movie. his ass. True. He's festive he's got, now. Got a, he's got a candy cane striped heart on for Santa now. True. Um, Letting him stay at his house. His yeah. daughter calling him. Uncle Scott. That's a weird relationship. Yeah. I mean, good for them co-parenting and like Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But it is weird. Uh, So last question. On a scale Mm -hmm. of one to five fascist takeovers of small island nations. Mm. What do you give this film? Four. Four? Wow! Hi, I really praise. like it. I really like it. I had fun. Uh-huh. I'm going a little... I'm going three. I like it more three. than the first. Middle of the road. It's about two and a half is middle of the road. It's on the positive. The needle is okay. tilting right. Barely. Uh, we got more than half tank of gas here. We're good to go. Magic hasn't even hit five. Wait, what? His, his watch. Oh! It's it went to zero. Did you even watch the movie? Yes, I did. Sorry, my boss texted me in the middle of that, and I know I shouldn't even worry about it till tomorrow, but I am always worried, so. Aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, that's it for the episode. I mean, is there anything else you have to add? No, I just really like this movie. Yeah, I do too. It's fun. I forgot how fun it is, because I haven't seen the this next, in a while. Yeah. The next one's kind of weird. The next one I saw in theaters, and we'll talk about oh, that. My fucking god! Okay, can't wait. Uh, so, if you want to support In Conclusion, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com/slash/inconclusion. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at and In Conclusion on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe eighty six or on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at, at Otomus Prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Rollout, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out R zeros. They're snowballs, because <laughs> it's Christmas time. It's Christmas. My presents are wrapped. Ooh. My shopping's almost done. Look at you. I love wrapping presents. I do, too. I always wrap to Mariah Carey's Christmas album. Mmm. I was wrapped to a Christmas movie. Mm. That's why I, I've been doing it the last couple times we've been watching movies. Well, that works. 
Um, well, you're going to have another opportunity because next week we are watching and talking about The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Call back to Martin Short an hour ago, Woo! baby. So get excited for that. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Get the booster. Get another yeah. one. See how many shots you can get before they stop you. What Send me good do? vibes for this po- this negative COVID test. Not the positive. Oops. Whoops. Negative. Send me your negative vibes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. We were all hopped up. It was midnight. Birthday party. You know, this girl's hot cousin was there. Creative Land Podcast.